0: You just mentioned that Monday is important to your week and starting things right. But I'm more interested in what's a sign when you wake up that it's going to be a good day? What's a sign? it's going
1: to be a good day?
0: Yeah, like, I'm going to get shit done today. It's raining. That's a sign?
1: Yeah. Like, if it's a gloom. No, no. Well, like, more so keeping it general to, like, if it's a gloomy-ass day...
0: Like, today was a gloomy-ass day? Like, today
1: was a gloomy-ass day.
0: I feel like this whole winter has been gloomy.
1: Mm, So far. Towards, like, February and March, when there's still snow on the ground and it's still cold, (laughs) but at least the sun is shining, it's different. But yeah, January is typically, in Michigan, gloomy Gloomy. and and cold. But there's a difference between, like, cold and snowy and sunny out, Mm -hmm. and, like, gloomy. (laughs)
0: so then what else so like for me okay this yeah, is I was how i say what about you this is how i know it's gonna be a good day i wake up at, at my alarm okay and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna get up i'm not even gonna hit snooze that's oh, step fucking one okay step one
1: yeah i don't know what that's like i always so, fucking snooze
0: <laughs> so then i wake up and then i go downstairs and then if i if there's already water and like in the coffee <gasps> you know?
1: Wait, really?
0: Then I'm like, oh my God, step two, you know? So then I turn it on.
1: Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm interrupting you because this, this is good information for me to be a better roommate because I forget that you use the coffee machine because I use it all day, every day. I just assume I'm the only one that uses it. So I don't care if it's like, if I make a cup of coffee and it's, I need to refill it the next time. I don't take the time to do it then because I just figured, I'm only hurting future me. <laughs> I don't think that possibly I'm hurting future Skylar. So I will be a better roommate to no. help phase two be more complete for you.
0: So phase two, there's water in the coffee pot, right? And then I, I turn it on to, you know, get it going. Yeah. And it's quicker than usual, you mm-hmm. know? So just it doesn't some, have to heat it It doesn't have to much. heat up. For, for yeah. some reason, it's just ready instantly. I go into the kitchen. I have all it just everything slides into place on some days and then yeah, like once those there. once those first 45 minutes are on point uh-huh. the rest of the day is just incredible always that's it, a
1: lot of little things though
0: a lot of little that things that
1: could go wrong
0: that could go wrong so that so therefore, therefore most days are not good days <laughs> <laughs>
1: fair
0: enough
1: <laughs> naturally i've
0: got my fitbit set to wake me up with like my sleep cycles nice. every morning so but sometimes it'll wake me up a little too early. So, like, I have my my alarm is set for 4 in the morning. And mm-hmm. if my sleep cycle wants me to wake up at 3.30. Yeah, it's too much. I'm not waking up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. I, fuck you, sleep cycle. Yeah. i back to sleep, Yeah, you know?
1: but then you're like, oh, But then yeah.
0: I've snoozed for 30 minutes, yeah. you know? And so, I don't know. I like that feeling, though, of waking up and being like, hell so yeah, I've got 30 more fucking minutes There's of sleep. an
1: app, which I think is separate from the Fitbit, which I used to use a lot. And I can't remember what it's like, like time to go to sleep or like tell me when to sleep or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you can do it either way where if like, you know, you need to wake up, let's say at 830, like, you know, you have to wake up at 830, then it will give you the times in which you need to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it, it could be like 730 or 830 or 930, depending. So it like tells you. To get the amount of REM cycles you need, you need to go to sleep at one of these times. And you can pick which time, you know, if you want to get more sleep or less sleep. But Mm -hmm. it'll make sure you get complete REM cycles. And then you could do it the other way where you're like, I want to go to sleep now. Or, you know, I want to go to Mm -hmm. sleep at 11. What time should I wake up? Kind of like what you're doing. But you could do it the opposite way where it will tell you, like, I need to to wake up. Like, you need to be in bed by this time, but it's good because it'll give you options, too, where, like, let's say you can't go to bed then. Something happens, you stay up later or whatever. You need to go to bed earlier. Like, you need to go to bed at these times. Those were really helpful for me for a long time when I had insomnia, but it was always so much I could do with it. But I was like, okay, I can't sleep. Now it's 1230. Then what time should I be waking up? Like, So, yeah. maybe look into that
0: yeah absolutely i know i think i know what app you're talking about i think i've used it because i've seen like i've i've been somewhere before where i typed in the time that i wake up and it gives me those sleep options of the times that i should be going to sleep and
1: um i used to use it a lot like a few years ago
0: so yeah i'm really excited to you know one day be better
1: yeah (laughs) it's a work in progress
0: So, I have some things prepared for us today. Are you ready to just jump right in?
1: I've been born ready.
0: So, uh... So, <laughs> um... So, last week, there was an article I wanted to get to that we didn't get to get to. Oh, get
1: to, get to, get to! Get to, get to, get to. Get and get to. I can't
0: remember what we were talking about already. What were you talking about? Being sensitive?
1: Perseverance.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't
1: know how I remember that. I feel like I just... It just right out it
0: was something about perseverance or something I think the whole in the episode face was
1: about perseverance. of adversity
0: and types of things anyways somehow or uh,
1: was it resistance
0: resilience
1: resilience yes. See, we know what we talk about from week to week <laughs>
0: So somehow People were
1: probably just screaming then. Like, you fucking dumbass. Was like, it yeah, wasn't persistence. Pers- that, pers- that sounds so <laughs> no, right. No, I said perseverance. You said persistence. And it was what? Resilience? Resilience. Fuck. We suck.
0: <laughs> so th- I thought this would be interesting. And let's see if we agree on this or don't agree. I found this from thecoachinginstitute.com.
1: <gasps> we're cheating. We're cheating. Dirty. And it's an article
0: no. about how to validate someone's feelings In five steps. Okay. (laughs) So... I love it. This guy is a skills coach, or blah, 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 and he talks about... Um, a validation is when you hear... So wait, let me find the author's name Yeah, really tell me, quick. because
1: I feel like I love validation for giving it to others and receiving it.
0: Yes. His name is um, Matt LaVars. He's an uh, Australian, actually. Oh. He uh, coaches, trains, uh, speaks, and he's the head facilitator of the Coaching Institute. And like I said, it's thecoachinginstitute.com.au. Hello to all of our Australian listeners.
1: <laughs> A.K.A. just Katie Flowers.
0: <laughs> She's not listening.
1: She is. She listens every week.
0: So a, valid- a <laughs> valid- validation does. is when you hear someone and they feel heard by you. Mm. They feel seen. They feel agno- ag- acknowledged. They feel understood. <laughs> they feel agnostic. And they feel validated. <laughs> Why does this matter? We all have a human emotional need to feel seen and heard. But many of us go through life never feeling
1: this. <laughs> oh, what's the author's uh,
0: name? Matt, I think? Matt. I already forgot. Oh, Let me scroll back Maddie. down. Yeah, it was Matt. It's always a man named Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, share. Sure. He said, oh, share. <laughs> You know, Cher doesn't listen when you talk to her. No, she does
1: not.
0: Robin Williams said it best. (gasps) I used to think
1: second. Robin Williams synchronicity in like two days. By the way, is it really? Yes.
0: He used to say, "I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone." Oh. 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 Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. So here's rule one on how to validate someone's feelings. Mm. Rule one: When someone shares a problem, do not share a solution. Ugh. Okay. Right? Too true. I was waiting okay. for you to interject. No. That's the opposite of what we need. <laughs> I don't know. Matt why. Trigger. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that Matt would talk like that, but I'm, I'm going to give him a very flamboyant yeah, voice. Yeah,
1: and very angry.
0: Angry. So someone's <laughs> sharing a challenge with you, and you might think, I know exactly how to solve that, and ask if they've tried such and such. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> says, unless they've asked for a solution, do not share one. They're most likely not looking for a solution. Mm-hmm. They're looking to be understood. hmm this is very different. Or looking,
1: just like, again, validated. Yeah,
0: they're looking for an emotional space where they feel it's okay to actually have a problem and maybe not know how to solve it. It's really about them and how they feel as a person.
1: This is hard as a Virgo Ascendant and a Gemini Sun to not give full, my opinion. We're
0: full of ideas on how yeah, to fix Yeah, and it's things.
1: like, oh, I know how to fix that, you know. <laughs> but i realized over my life that people, in fact, don't like that no uh they don't enjoy that so because a lot of I've times, times adopted... people know how to
0: fix things they just need a space where there can be a problem and that's okay
1: yeah and sometimes they don't want to fix things so sometimes that <laughs> like giving them a solution to fix it is like the worst case scenario because they actually just want to complain about it but they don't want to fix it which is like a Virgo's ni- worst nightmare to listen to but I feel like I've adopted this more so from my grandma and it's was super annoying when she did it to me. Mm-hmm. But now I understand that like it's really helpful. Is like if somebody is venting to you or trying to like feel validated or seen or whatever and there's like some sort of what I deem as like a problem that could be solved that mm-hmm. I want to solve. I'll just like hear them out. I'll like repeat back to them what they said and be like, I hear you, I feel you, that I'm I don't understand, but that must be frustrating or this and that and be like, I can I give you, like, a suggestion? And then if they say no, then great. But I give them the opportunity to, like, uh-huh. turn me down first. To be like, can I give you, like, a, a suggestion? And I know I've said that to you before, too, and I, it must be so annoying because when my grandma says it to me, it's like, well, no, you no, can't fucking. But if I give them the option and they don't say no, then <laughs> yeah. here it comes, baby.
0: I don't know. Society is a weird place, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, I guess you asked, you know? Yeah. So here's rule two. Don't make it about yourself. Yeah. The Libras are screaming.
1: (laughs) The Leos, the Libras, the Aries are screaming. This is
0: one of the biggest mistakes people make. They chime in with the sentence opener. Me too. This is what I've been through. I've done that. I used to think it was a nice thing to do, but what it does is take the spotlight off them and put it on you. One of the keys of a powerful validation is to make it all about the other person. Don't talk about yourself, even if you think you're relevant. (laughs) (laughs) The way you're,
1: like, playing the role of Matt.
0: (laughs) Even if you think you're relevant, which we're not. I feel
1: like you're really good at this. Um, I'm not as good as you are. But I do (laughs) think that I'm better than most. You know what I mean? I do think that there's a lot of other people that, Mm -hmm. when this arises, they Mm -hmm. immediately make it.
0: This is my masterpiece, for sure. Yeah, like I know, to, I know how I know how to talk about other people for hours, you know, or... and then fade into the gloomy
1: background. Yeah, I would say that that's very true. <laughs> and, and not even talk about other people. Like you don't even have to talk. You just like are really good at like receiving the information and being like, oh yeah, yeah. wow, Whoa. and then that's it. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> it's a little jarring at first, actually, to get used to, but uh... <laughs> because you know, I'm so used to like people like giving me something back you know and i kind of just i i see myself
0: as a canvas that people paint upon
1: (laughs) that's one way to say it (laughs) i see you as the toilet that people shit on no i'm just joking
0: that people paint me with their shit rule three pay attention Okay, knowing how to don't validate Tell me
1: what to do. No, know,
0: knowing how to validate someone's feelings in five steps means listening deeply. I don't know why he felt the need to remind us that there's five <laughs> steps. But pay attention. Don't be distracted. Put your phone away. Okay. Actually turn it off. Turn-, <laughs> turn towards the person and make full eye contact. There uh these are simple things but they're vital. If you were sharing your own problem with someone and they wouldn't turn off the TV, how would you feel? <sighs> Write this somewhere so you remember it. Attention is equal to love. How we know we're loved is because we get
1: attention. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that really yeah. what it says? I thought you were adding that in there.
0: <laughs> Just pretend, like Matt's adding it in. Matt's a fucking Leo, dude. Matt like that, is a Leo. If you have kids, you know this really well. Kids don't care if you buy them stuff. They care if you give them your time.
1: Okay, Uh, um... What kind of kid have you been around? Because kids fucking love stuff.
0: I mean, it's Australia. It's literally like in a different hemisphere. Yeah,
1: it's in a different world. So maybe
0: kids are different.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they actually enjoy time. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, how do you feel about um, paying
1: attention? (laughs) I feel like I wish I could but I just can't. I
0: can't either. Not these days.
1: Um, It's interesting though because it's one of the it's one of the best ways to fucking piss me off, though. But I'm not as great at reciprocating.
0: Ooh. I really
1: try. I feel like I've gotten better within the last few years in acknowledging that I am a very distracted person. But I think I don't make very good eye contact a lot. And then in times when now I I'm do... Now I'm thinking about our
0: eye contact that yeah, I can't...
1: I, yeah, I know. But there's been times <laughs> where, like, you were telling a story last night... Was it last night? Two nights ago. I don't know. Anyways. And I was Was like... Was it
0: my Mia Thermopolis story?
1: No, the day before. And and you were telling me a story, and I was, like, really engaged and, like, trying to actively, like, pay attention (laughs) and not be distracted. And you looked at me, and you were like, are you stoned? And I was like... (laughs) No, I'm just listening. I'm like I mean I'm like, well yeah, but like also, why? And you're like, I don't know, just the gaping open mouth staring (laughs) behind me or at me. I was like, that was me trying to not be distracted when you were telling me a story. Okay, so
0: no Samantha Uh, paying attention is horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) It's better when you do It's better when you do it It's matter when you don't
1: oh you literally were uncomfortable when you said it you were like okay what's the matter you're like i was like i'm cleaning so naturally yes but like it's nothing but the regular day-to-day me what's the problem
0: sorry i just felt listened to there for
1: a second
0: (laughs) i got scared Rule Uh, four.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Ask questions. Say, tell me more about that. Is it okay if I ask you a question so I can start to understand? Because clearly, bitch, you're making no (laughs) sense. You're making no sense. Is it okay if I ask you a question so I can understand what's going (laughs) on? (laughs) That
1: sounds like the most pitiful Libra shit I've ever
0: heard. That's me trying to tell a story. My friend's like, is it okay if I ask you what's going on in this story?
1: No, I don't ask anymore. I just I just yes. ask the question. You just
0: ask. Rule you five. leave
1: out, you add in the most...
0: Mundane.
1: ...ravenous details and leave out the most important details.
0: That's what so makes it So you'll tell fun. a
1: story that is Hype. But like the there's like plot holes in yeah. all well, of the we place. Well, we all think
0: different details are important. Mm, you know, yeah. that's what I've come to learn. Uh-huh. <laughs> so rule five is validation. Mm. Wow, say powerful validations and like I think you already said this one. That sounds really challenging.
1: Yeah, that's that's. But also the like best. that's such
0: a cop out too. Wow. Is it? That sounds really challenging. Well, you know? No,
1: it's not a cop-out. And I feel like the, there was just a Modern Family episode little scene in there when, like, Claire is, like, overwhelmed and blah, 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 blah. And she keeps, like, trying to call Phil and, like, complain to him or, like, vent to him. And he just keeps trying to solve everything for her. And she keeps getting more mad and more mad and more mad. And then he realizes he ends up going to, like, a spa day or something like that. And, mm-hmm. like... The girls at the spa listen to him, and they basically tell him, like, she's not looking for you to solve her problem. She's just looking for you to comfort her and be there for her. And that comes up so much in so many relationships, whether it is, like, between spouses or friends or other family members or coworkers. Like, sometimes people just fucking need to vent, even if it doesn't seem like that's what they're doing. Like, if it seems like they're telling you something and you just are constantly trying to you know, fix it for them or you're not paying attention like this article says. And, you know, like sometimes all they're looking for is for you to be like, oh, God, that really sucks. I'm so sorry.
0: That and then really that's it. That
1: sounds really challenging. And honestly, it's as easy as that.
0: And here's some more. Good on you for coming through to where you are. How the hell does okay. that? Oh, wait, someone said
1: he didn't know how to wrap this up, so he copy pasted from another article. Can that was you imagine similar.
0: say, "Good on you for coming through." <laughs> like what? How do you even say that naturally? Well, actually, let me say it like Austin.
1: Yeah. Go on, you. No, no, no. Say it like Matt.
0: Good on you for coming through. Yeah,
1: <laughs> thank you. Good on you, babe. <laughs> yeah, but like a slight tone of Hold conversation. Hold on, but what's a good
0: Australian accent? No,
1: good. It stops. There is
0: no good. Good on you. <laughs> good on you for coming through. Through. <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> Katie's violent somewhere
1: right now.
0: I wish she'd sit, she would send in an audio clip of her saying that. Yeah. Good on you. It's wonderful that you are so committed and taking action in this way. Is there anything else I can do for <laughs> you? <laughs> what, can you imagine ending a conversation with, is there anything else I can do for you? No,
1: I do that all the time. I literally just did that to my friend on my oh, polo.
0: That's sweet then.
1: I was like, is there anything I can do for you? I'm How... so sorry I'm going through this.
0: That's, is that's good. Is there
1: anything I can do for you?
0: How can I help and I'm here for you?
1: Yeah. And sometimes, are all... and sometimes the answer, and my friends are really good at doing that back to me as well and doing and like having that conversation. And at the end, being like, is there anything I can do for you? And sometimes the answer is, no, really, this is all I need is just like needed to just talk it out and talk to somebody about it. And sometimes it's like, well, it would be nice to, you know, $100,000, but. <laughs> If you can't do that, I guess it's fine. I'll just sell feet picks somewhere. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, going off on a tangent.
0: So, many, <laughs> many people will go their entire life without hearing validation. Oh, my God. Wow, Matt. Who have you met that was hurt? Who
1: hurt you? So
0: many people will go their entire life without hearing validation. Um. So from someone who isn't distracted or focused on something else. So validation is a pathway into someone's heart and soul, 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 sorry. It's how to light them up and let them know they are enough and they're worthy for who they are as a person.
1: It's so crazy to think about the people who like need more validation and not. And this is like a conversation we've slightly had multiple times over our time as podcasters. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, my husband and mine's idea of what is needed for validation is very different. And you can see it when I'm around, like, let's say his parents and stuff. They're not the type of people that, virgoly, they actually are both Virgos. So that's kind of like a (laughs) Freudian slip, I guess. But um, they aren't someone that gives out verbal validation. And that's just what works for them. And so that's how George was raised. He wasn't raised in a "Oh my god, you good job, like Sweetie, you did it. You're killing it." Yeah, like he didn't that wasn't a part of their language. So it's not what he needs. And when I compliment him or try to validate him on things that he finds as mundane, he doesn't see it as a compliment or as a gift. He sees it as like an, it's offensive to it's him. It's an affront. Yeah, it's like an affront, which seems fucking ridiculous, but if you break it down to the basics, it's like, that's not what he was taught, that's not what he is given, so mm-hmm. to him, it's almost seeming like I'm talking down to him, like, good job, little body." <laughs> like, when I'm like, hey, good job for, like, going to get the groceries, I really appreciate it. He'll be like, thank
0: fuck so you. So I'm worthless yeah, to you. <laughs> no,
1: it's like, no, no, it's more so just like, you don't need to thank me for, like, getting the groceries, like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so, Yeah. but for me, it's like, if if you don't fucking congratulate me on changing the toilet paper roll when it's done, (laughs) I will be like so offended. Like hello I'm invisible to you. Does that mean you don't love me? (laughs) Because my parents literally verbally validated the ground I've walked on. Like Mm -hmm. every single little thing I did was like good job. And I know that I do that to little kids too. Like I I took that on and I saw it as something I enjoyed, so I Mm -hmm. I literally will compliment Mm-hmm. Our friend's child, Ailyn, who's three, she's the fucking best. But I will, she will literally sneeze, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, oh my god. good job, let, great sneeze, <laughs> you did that so well."
0: Let Auntie see that yeah. tissue, babe. Oh, Auntie it's Sammy, full.
1: good job, babe.
0: So we now we learned how to validate people on the Speaking of Which podcast together. Okay.
1: I have a question for you though, because I just talked about like. One extreme to the other, like, George and I. Mm-hmm. Like, we've talked a little bit before, but how were you raised with validation? And, like, what do you need now? I know you need a lot of validation.
0: Uh, but I don't know so if you I, need I'm, it in I'm verbal op- ways. So, the opposite of George, right? Yeah. Um, I was raised in, like, that same type of environment mm-hmm. without, like, that very vocal... Um, validation, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, it's grown into me like it more and more and more intensely because you didn't
1: get it. You like because
0: I didn't. You get crave it. it. I need it. Yeah, because I feel like I don't know like if I'm going in the right direction. Yeah, but I feel like it's eased. It's eased up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm going in a better direction now. Um, mm, sure. Giving myself yeah. that validation. Good job. Um, so, but, I am mean, <laughs> thinking of like my romantic. Life okay. in the way that I need validation, uh-huh. like know, from
1: it, like from a partner, like from a like, partner. Yeah, like what you need from them. Like, do you need a lot of verbal validation, or is it no, like somewhere in between?
0: I don't need like validation for what I'm. I, a lot of the time, I already do. You think
1: give a lot of validation.
0: It depends. I do, like, if someone has really impressed me, and, like, I actually feel like it's worthy of yeah. saying something, I, I will I say... I can agree
1: with that, I will I say, something. say you don't just...
0: But if I am just, like, nonchalant about it, like, yeah. if I feel like it was just whatever, I'm not giving out praise, Yeah, you know? you're like, such
1: a fucking Slytherin. You're like, I'm only gonna compliment it if it's the best. If it's the Clearly. best, I'll
0: give you a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's weird for me, like, validation, uh isn't even about the things that we've been talking about it's more uh this is a really complex example but let's let's stick with that for a second i'm always giving let's stick with it for a second let's say me and a boyfriend are going out to dinner okay and they pick up the tab okay and then there's like this unspoken rule that i'll just get the next one okay it's validating to me to know that there will be a next one it's this very nuanced, like, uh...
1: Okay. It's
0: validating to me when people make assumptions that we have a future together, oh, if that makes sense. Okay. It validates what we have without okay. having to be like, I love you, and everything's great, you know? Yeah. It's just like this we'll
1: commitment, this validation, this validation...
0: Yeah. Of the commitment. Do they
1: need to say, like, well, you can get it next time or something? No. Or, cuz okay. Because
0: uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at knowing, like, when it's going to be...
1: So never. My
0: turn, so fucking never. <laughs> you
1: little princess.
0: I'm a princess. <laughs> but also, no, I get, like, really stressed out, and I'm like, okay, now I have to overpay next time. You know, yeah. I'm that person, but... Yeah. It's whatever. Well,
1: that's cute. I like that. That's a nice way to put it. That's a way of validation that we haven't really talked about because it's just easy to talk about the like, good job, little buddy. Mm-hmm. But there are other There's there abstr- are other ways
0: abstract validations, yes. and those are the ones that I think I need. I don't. I, I think like the very direct ones are fun, but I need like those really deeper undercurrent ones that like affirm that who I am as a person is okay and yeah. that they like me. You know, (laughs) No, I agree.
1: And there's like physical validations that don't even need to be like sexual. Like there's... Mm -hmm.
0: Like a slap on the ass for me is pretty validating.
1: Cute! Uh, George and I will hold hands a lot in the car. And we've just always always done that. We never stopped. And there's, you know, like when someone holds your hand and they just give like a little back and forth of the thumb or something. Or like the fingers just like a little like rub, like little quick Mm -hmm. back and forth. It's, like, a little validation, like, I It's a little love erotica you. in the car. <laughs> no, not erotica. It's, like, a little, like, love you. You know what I mean?
0: That's sweet. Those I'm... are,
1: like, the validations that, mm-hmm. like, we could hold hands for an hour or, like, walk from one place to the other holding hands, and it's still cute and there's a connection, but, mm-hmm. like, taking the second to, like, move your little thumb and tell me, like, I love you with, like, a little movement, mm-hmm. like, that's the kind of validation that...
0: So, uh, touch, for me, <laughs> as you know, is always a weird thing.
1: Yeah, you don't like to and... touch.
0: Uh, But also, especially... Neither do
1: I, to be honest with you.
0: Especially PDA. And, like, we've talked about this as a a gay person. As a gay man. Well, and a Virgo. And a Virgo. You know, growing up where I did blah, blah, blah. Even, like, holding hands in a car... I get scared that I'm going to get gunned down, Aww. you know, which is like, I know, like, I'm it's, sorry. it's absurd. And it's like, not absurd. but also like, I don't know, just like in my mind, I'm like, it just takes like one unhinged person to come up no, you're to right.
1: you. No, you're totally you right. You know,
0: and then you just never know. It's unlikely, but you never know. And so I get, and the current boyfriend that I have now, him and I once got into a huge argument and we never argued but we argued about this and it was really weird because mm-hmm. we didn't we never argued so the fact that we were arguing about something so fundamental it was yeah. like oh my god we don't even know how to argue and we're arguing about something yeah. big and it was about this like PDA. We yeah. were we were in an Uber on the way to the a wedding the mm-hmm. first time we lived in Michigan. Yeah. And I was like refusing to hold hands in the Uber because yeah. I was like, what if the Uber is a homophobe and slits our throats? You oh, know? Oh yeah. In my mind that's what I'm thinking, but in <clears> his <throat> mind he was like, I'm being rejected. Yeah. You know? So like it's Oh,
1: I would have been the same way. <laughs> I would've <laughs>
0: I'm being rejected for just who so I am as a person. Know, just so y'all
1: are And in my mind, know, I'm we're saved... We're both Geminis, by the way. <laughs> yeah, his boyfriend and I. Geminis. So... In is... my
0: mind, I'm saving his goddamn life. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing the Lord's <laughs> I'm work. I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm keeping him breathing another day. And I'm the villain. Yeah. But um, that's so,
1: uh, interesting too, because how ways in which people can be invalidated mm-hmm. um, are just as complex. Yeah, as... and
0: it would be totally invalidating to not hold someone's hand without understanding like why. Why? So,
1: like,
0: yeah. Oh god! It all comes back to communication. <gasps> <laughs> <I'm> just
1: kidding. <laughs> Who could do it. that? At
0: me. So yeah, but um, I feel like I did a good job of like explaining like I'm legitimately afraid of being murdered. You know, yeah, no, it's you, not because they don't have, like you. Yeah, And, uh, you know, and then I guess people are like, okay, well, that's a little strange, but I guess I, if that's just, yeah, that's what's going
1: on, yeah. then I'd
0: rather you not feel petrified. Yeah,
1: I'd rather you not feel like you're going <laughs> to die. Rather you I'd rather not. I'd rather not hold your hand than make you feel like you're going to be murdered.
0: So, yeah, there's all that going on. <laughs> so, um, <laughs>
1: So I, I do, love that.
0: I do have a really interesting article about fake news. Ooh,
1: okay. Yeah, that sounds great.
0: So there is this emerging psychology called immunity research. Okay. And it takes the saint... <laughs> it's throwing up in my room.
1: It's <laughs> a slight little
0: hairball. So... Uh, She's like... <laughs> Picture the same metaphors for your literal immune system. And it says those same metaphors like scarily apply to the brain. Okay. So basically, um, this is from Psychology Today by a man named Andy Norman. Andy. Mental immunity. We
1: love a man with two first names.
0: Oh God, I love that. The surprisingly deep roots of mental immunity research. Evidence of the mind's immune system goes back 70 years. Like our mind has an immune system. Separate from a regular immune system. And it says, mental immune systems have been hiding in plain sight for decades. And they were... It was kind of uncovered in the 1950s. Um, and a paradigm shift is underway and it could revolutionize our ability to combat cognitive contagion. Mm. So, like, you know how uh, conspiracy theories and fake news are almost contagious mm-hmm. and they spread from mind to mind? Yeah. It said, why do some people's minds have that capacity to understand when something isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, basically, like, white blood cells.
1: Sorry, the only thing I can think of right now is, like, that rumor that everyone hears, like, as, like, a as like a um, rite of passage in middle school. Mm-hmm. And do you know what it is?
0: If you pee in the pool, it turns red.
1: No! But I loved getting whatever that was out of you. Um, no, the one about Marilyn Manson.
0: What was that one?
1: Wow, you were so out of touch. (laughs) (laughs) That he he surgically removed one of his ribs so he could suck his own dick.
0: I have heard that before. Yep, you have. But I forgot I had heard that. Yep,
1: and it's literally, I feel like, a rumor that is like such fake news, but has been so ingrained that everyone knows it that it feels true. Mm -hmm. And it's not.
0: So did you not think if you peed in the pool it turned red? No, babe. My parents told me this but must have been a way. But i girl away. and I
1: have periods, so that's like just a normal. That's just feel. a
0: normal thing. Not when I
1: pee, but like that there will be <laughs> just like red. blood. I think m- m- most girls that have uh, menstruation cycles, because uh, not all girls do, but mm-hmm. they will have some sort of fear or reservation about Swim swimming and being eaten by a shark or being detected by
0: others. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I was growing up, my parents told me that chlorine in pools is like a reacting agent with pee and that it would turn red if you peed.
1: I did hear, not that, but that there was a certain chemical you could put in the pool and it would be purple. And so if you peed, it would turn purple. And everyone
0: would know and it would be so embarrassing.
1: Yeah, everyone would know. I was
0: petrified of peeing in the pool. But I didn't think it
1: was chlorine.
0: I don't know. My parents were... Probably just like, uh yeah. ah, tell them chlorine. He'll yeah, believe it. You exactly. Know? And I was like, oh my god, that's so true. And I
1: didn't think all pools had it. I think it was, like, exclusive. Like, certain people would go like out and get it people. because people kept peeing their pools, so they wanted to know so who So why was. risk it? Yeah, so, <laughs> so any pool you go into, why risk just it? Just assume. It's not, yeah, just assume that they have this, like, purple... <laughs> So, yeah, I guess I kind of have heard that, too.
0: So, um, do you want to understand the roots of our crazy, mixed-up, post-truth world? Why did that feel like a radio segment entrance? Let me say it more radio voice. Okay. Want to understand the roots that's of our crazy voice? mixed up? That's
1: your fucking crazy radio? Hold on
0: like late night, easy listening.
1: Okay, well it sounds Post- predatory. I'm not
0: going to lie. truth world.
1: Why are you talking like that's your radio voice?
0: <laughs> Maybe I wasn't born for radio.
1: <laughs> I feel like your podcast voice is more radio.
0: Here's the idea.
1: you want to hear? Well, give me something to read and I'll give you my radio voice.
0: Okay. i want to try. So do this. Yours was
1: like, I'm not going to lie, yours was scary. So
0: here's, this is the next paragraph. Okay, here's the idea. No. Now give us your radio I'm voice. I'm trying
1: to laugh. Here's the idea. I'm like Siri. Here's the idea. I, no, like that's like my 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 commercial, my like radio commercial. The mind has infrastructure for filtering information. This infrastructure functions like the body's immune system. When working properly, it screens out the bad stuff, false, misleading, and dysfunctional ideas, and lets in the good stuff, ideas that are accurate and useful.
0: It sounds like next you should be saying, <laughs> if you experience any yeah, uncommon side yeah, effects.
1: Yeah. So talk to your doctor today about <laughs> dysfunction.
0: <laughs> so we can study mental immune systems the same way we study other natural systems. We can learn how they work and why they fail. We've neglected and abused mental immune systems for decades, and social media su- uh, subjects them to unusual stress. So basically, let's keep going here. He. he- So, in a series of important but little-known experiments, psychologist William McGuire showed that exposure to... Now, this is where we all need to pay attention, listeners, because this is really interesting. Yeah,
1: this coffee's got me tweaking, though.
0: Psychologist William McGuire showed that when we are exposed to a weakened form of an argument, it confers a kind of resistance against a stronger version of the same argument. So, if I try and explain something to you (sighs) poorly the first time... Even if I come back the next day with an excellent argument Oh my
1: god, that's so interesting. It's
0: ruined forever for you. Yeah. You'll never believe it because you heard it. Or you'll it wrong.
1: have a really hard time believing mm-hmm.
0: it. Basically it that is you'll really never be persuaded. So how you are presented it What?
1: I am really trying to stay concentrated, but it almost looks like there's scratch marks on your wall from like a demon. Do you see it?
0: Yeah, I do now. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Okay, continue. So remember when... <laughs> <laughs> remember when what? This
0: is so classic. This
1: is so classic you.
0: So, what were we talking about? Arguments? No, s- I, oh, you yeah. were
1: right there, too. And I just like looked up and I was like, oh, the demon has visited him. So, that's great.
0: This is what um, I deserve. So, uh, when you first hear something and you don't hear it correct, that information could potentially be ruined for a long time. Yeah. Even if you find the right information. So, he was struck by the analogy of inoculation, hence calling it your mental immune system. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, an immunologist inoculates your body by exposing it to a weakened form of a pathogen, and then your body responds by developing immunity to stronger versions.
1: Oh, my God. That's so interesting.
0: So, he calls this the inoculation theory of psychology, where if you are exposed to something... Halfway
1: or, like, semi-well-done. Semi or- you're inoculated
0: to it, so the information will never hit different like yeah. it could have. Yeah. So, Maguire essentially showed that That's ancient so rhetorical tricks, such as... This is a really interesting example. Strawman arguments. If your first time exposed to something is a strawman argument, it can induce immunity to new information, even if the new information is valid. So...
1: So, how do you avoid this? If you know somebody... If you're trying to make a point or you're trying to teach... Some- teach something to somebody and you know that they've been, you know. So
0: he he went on to give. Uh... And
1: also I would think the opposite as well. So that like if you're given the information like mm-hmm. correctly in a really direct and strong, effective way, mm-hmm. it would be really hard for it to be broken or to find counter arguments Mm -hmm. as well. So I see what you're saying. I don't think that's true.
0: It was shown. So basically the counter way of inoculating somebody against bad information is by presenting bad information badly the first time. And then when they hear a good argument for the bad position... It'll never be good. Gotcha. So, the good news is that it's possible to inoculate minds against bad ideas. If good information gets there first, it can make a mind more resistant to bad information that arrives later. Studies show that raising awareness of the motives behind the peddling of misinformation can help inoculate people against misinformation. So, uh, I clicked on the study and I read forward through it. And it said that people that are told what to look for um, in certain articles for when people are first of all informed that they will eventually come across misinformation and fake news and stuff people are more primed to know that what they're reading could potentially be false Mm. and then also being taught what to look for it, it inoculates you so like even if you're reading something that's really convincing and you're kind of on the verge if you're quote unquote vaccinated. Yeah. um, Your antibodies will come and fight off this news that's trying to make its way into your brain. Yeah, that's like where
1: confirmation bias as well can play a big Mm role. Can you do me a favor and lower that (laughs) fucking light? (laughs) Uh, my, my Thank you so much. Just
0: burning in your forehead. I'm just
1: putting up with it, and I'm like, why do my fucking eyes hurt?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> because his I reading lamp is
1: directly into them.
0: So this, uh, one of the processes. Yeah, uh, that's... stress. That there's scientific consensus on, for example, climate change.
1: <gasps> you know what's so bad? I'm hmm. thinking is like how much have we immunized people's opinions on topics because we presented, we presented it them so badly. poorly on this podcast that
0: is such a scary point
1: <laughs> we've had we're, 144 times of presenting things and
0: if there's any real psychology students listening we've inoculated them we've against inoculated as understanding literally, literally any topic
1: any topic of the psychological even this field. topic now currently we're inoculating people
0: so, helping, so sorry, people. So helping people understand that cherry-picked information can be used to make almost anything look plausible. So mm-hmm. just understanding basic facts. Like, if you tell someone when they're young that, listen, someone can present to you true facts, but it's not the whole picture. So they will have true facts, but that doesn't make it the truth. And then that immediately primes a young mind to understand that, okay, just because what I'm hearing is partially true... Or there is truth to it doesn't mean it's the truth. So basically pre-telling people the truth is more complicated than just isolated facts.
1: God, that would be so great if our generation would teach their kids that. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that they will. But I'm even thinking about again, this is a topic we've sort of brought up in a different way, but like the school system, when you're young and at least when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. and maybe generations before, like, teachers were truth. If you mm. were a teacher, you were in a position you, of you were the truth. You gave the truth. truth. You spoke the truth. <laughs> you taught the truth. Chem.
0: I don't remember this is a, a single truth. time in elementary school or middle school where there was an issue of actual fake news or misinformation I'm not saying
1: that it is I'm just saying no I know what you're saying but like think about
0: it though like when we were in school I don't don't remember coming up against stuff like that the twin
1: towers oh the twin towers was what happened I'm like totally I was in sixth grade so mm-hmm. some of the older listeners are like, oh my god, and some of the younger listeners, oh my god, you're so old. Yeah. But the <laughs> um, the twin towers, I was in sixth grade, and that was really, I think, my first major thing that happened in the world where it was talked about fake news being a thing, because mm-hmm. that was like my first run around with like what I would think is conspiracy theories. Um, of, like...
0: Who did it? Who
1: did it? What, did the it government do it? did it. Yeah, it wasn't like, unpert, like, this or that. And so, like, that was me thinking, like, okay, well, I'm watching the news, or I'm being told by adults, like, this is what happened. So now I'm questioning, because I'm hearing other people think that, that that's not true. So what mm-hmm. is the truth within that? So, I mean, also, I remember the president of the United States being someone where, like, even if we didn't like them, and I heard people complaining about them, it was like whatever they said was going to be truth because that's, what, that's what you're told. That's, t- that's what
0: presidents do. That's what
1: you're told, and also, you know, the generations before us held mm-hmm. that to the highest esteem. But I was of the generation of, I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. So that was like, oh,
0: I'm sure Donald you Trump... lied to
1: your wife? Like, Yes,
0: I'm sure Donald Trump fucked up an entire okay. generation of people.
1: I am confident that he did more than that.
0: Especially, like, when you turn on the TV and you're in your formative years and you are just like, oh, God, okay, I don't even want to think about it.
1: Anyways, I just think, I'm just thinking back to, like, you know, what you said. You're like, I don't remember there being something that was given that was, like, false or, like,
0: you Mm -hmm. know, like... I mean, obviously, there was, like, the the pee-in-the-pool shit, you know, and, like, (laughs) we obviously, we had our own versions of uh, folk tales and stuff. But I don't remember... Actually, now that you mentioned, like, the whole 9-11 shit, I yeah. do remember, so, like, reading fringe things about it. But I remember the, the primary narrative was always clear. Mm. X did this on this day by X, and then we did this. Mm-hmm. You know, like the facts were always clear, but, like, everything else was just extra. You know? Yeah. And so... But I also this...
1: grew up with a parent that was, like, fully believing in conspiracy theories and stuff. So, like, oh, that Lord. was probably more oh, confusing for me growing up. That, like, I had a very influential person, like, mm-hmm. nar- like pushing narrative like that. I saw
0: on Facebook this woman, uh, the wife of a man I used to work with, like, a long wife time ago. The a man. Did you so, have
1: sexual relations with that man? No. Okay.
0: So, you know, I don't know this woman that well. I met her once or twice, like, at a party or something. Okay. So, you know, anyway, someone you just have on Facebook just because they've always been there. Okay. <laughs> and... For me. She was looking up at Kim like with her daughter and like pointing them out and mm-hmm. she was like teaching my baby girl about chemtrails today Ew. Ew. um and in my mind i was like wow um i can't imagine my mom being like scholar <laughs> scholar look up what do you say that's, that's the- a chemtrail from yeah. the government
1: from the government it
0: makes rain
1: and it's paying on us <laughs> Pain chemicals <laughs> on
0: us. Like I just cannot imagine my parents like standing me outside and teaching me conspiracy theories because they definitely that's
1: literally like my I had a parent that that's literally.
0: My parents would not teach me conspiracy theories, but if if I brought it up to them, they'd be willing to engage. Like they'd be yeah, li- they'd be willing they'd be willing to be like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Or, yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, that sounds a little crazy, you know.
1: Or maybe they're the ones that are. Or they in were something.
0: inoculating me to make me future me believe in conspiracy theories.
1: <laughs> dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Hi, so. welcome to Dysfunction. <laughs> if you find any side effects.
0: A man named Gordon Pennycook. Pennycook, love that. Has shown that... Okay, okay, this is really interesting. You need to believe that your beliefs should change in response to evidence.
1: All I heard was belief.
0: So basically, it's important for like the whole mental immunity thing is to be taught early that your mind should change in response to new evidence.
1: So like, mm. if you
0: believe something, that's some Libra shit. Like if you believe something, but you're presented with evidence that what you believe is false, yeah, you need to change your mind and mm. and accept the new evidence. All for the things.
1: Sagittarius placements are like, well, obviously, obviously.
0: Yeah. but some people like if you believe something your whole life, and circumstances change, and something you believed was true and is no longer true. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just gotta accept that you need to accept like new information and believe prime. you
1: need to believe and accept. Believing you need you to you to accept. that you need to
0: believe, believe to accept that it's not true. So he argues has a meta-meta belief, minds of a damaged fulcrum model. Do blah, you blah, believe?
1: Blah.
0: Oh, I want to believe.
1: Do you believe in life? For love. After <laughs> love, after love, love. I thought we were doing an love X-Files love thing.
0: Moon, like, I want to bleep.
1: So, sun. how do you feel about aliens? I love them. What do you feel like?
0: I have been watching the X-Files, so, you know, oh, it gets me thinking. Yeah. Like, are they out there? They are. are. Are they here? We've talked about aliens once or twice before. Yeah, we have. I can't remember. We, we One my, of us accused the other of being an alien. I'm <laughs>
1: Pretty sure, you accuse me, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I am a lizard person. Uh, I my idea of what they are and where they are and how they are and mm-hmm. all that changes all the time. Do I believe that aliens are a thing? Yes, I do.
0: Like they could be walking among us, and we'd have no idea.
1: But I don't know in what form from like year to year, month to month. Like I'm constantly, it's I've mm-hmm. never been super like really focused and interested in. Like, getting really nitty-gritty on my beliefs with, like, alien life. To me, it was just always something I never looked further into because I was, like... I'm, like, it's just so obvious for me that something would exist in that, like, even if it's, like, a abstract form of what aliens are. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean... If I bacteria on another planet,
0: that's an alien. It's an
1: alien, you know? It's a fucking like, alien. It's a fucking, have you ever seen a jellyfish?
0: Mm-hmm. That's an alien. That's a
1: fucking alien, dude. Have you ever seen an octopus? It can fit through a fucking keyhole.
0: That's an alien. Big
1: ones. That's a fucking alien. It can open, it could be inside of a lid, a closed jar, and it can open it. Or, like, squeeze through the cra- That's a fucking alien
0: preach what's our timestamp? because i do have a quick quiz if there's time (gasps) oh there's just enough time
1: perfect get into it i have a quiz
0: i have two quiz options okay one was faithful to the topic
1: okay and
0: it's how gullible are you (laughs) (laughs) and then um you know how sometimes it'll like recommend quizzes yeah so i clicked on how gullible are you i was like oh this is perfect for the podcast and then the next recommended quiz was are you toxic
1: yep that one
0: okay (laughs)
1: because I already know I'm not that gullible and you're really gullible. So let's move on. Let's
0: see, are you toxic according to this quiz? I'm pretty sure it was made by a 13-year-old. Yes. I, I uh, haven't read any of the questions. So, this like is I perfect. like I always say dear listeners, if it goes off the rails, you're welcome. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. If it gets super problematic, I'll shut it down, but yeah. hopefully it doesn't. Yeah. Are you toxic? One. Here's how the quiz is going to go. <laughs> I give a scenario, and you state what you would do in that situation. Got it? (laughs) And there's two options. Yeah, let's go. Or two. Yep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Why do you think Miranda sings all of a sudden? One. Okay.
0: You are having a sleepover at your house Mm, and want to invite everyone in your group. Yeah, I do. However, there's one girl you really don't like. What do you do? One. Not invite her and talk about the party to all of my friends in front of her. (laughs) (laughs) Two, I would politely and nicely try to tell her that I don't like her, which is why I won't be inviting her to the sleepover. Three, just invite her anyway, but ignore her during the party and exclude her from the games and stuff. Four, (laughs) just not tell her about it. (laughs) I'm number three for sure. Just Just,
1: not tell her about what? The party? Yeah, just just not not tell her
0: her about the party. Just don't tell her.
1: I mean, are we friends? Um, you know what I mean? I it, would say, like, I just wouldn't tell her about You're inviting
0: everyone it. in your group. However, okay. there's someone in the group you don't like. And you're inviting everyone except that person.
1: So why is she in my group if I don't like her?
0: Because it's not just your group. You share the group. Oh. Come on. Friendships aren't, you know, groups exist outside I of us. I would
1: think that I wouldn't be that close with that person anyways. Because if they're in my group and I don't like them, they're well, going to know. Sometimes groups hang
0: out and then, you know, everyone gets together. I'll
1: just say I just won't tell him about it.
0: I would invite her anyways, but ignore her during the party and exclude her from the games. (laughs) (laughs) You two. You saw a girl. You two? (laughs) Two. You saw a girl telling your friend she has a crush on a guy named Jacob. What do you do? One, tell my really close friends, like maybe one or two people. Two, tell my friends and acquaintances. Three, tell everyone and post about it on my social media platforms, LOL. Yikes! Or four, not say or tell anyone. It wasn't for me to hear.
1: Okay, yeah, no. Uh, what was the first two again?
0: Tell my really close friends. Like yeah. maybe one or two people. Yeah, that. And then, uh, that question was confusing though. Yeah. Three. alright. You see a girl crying outside the locker rooms oh. after school. No one is around.
1: Come here and give me a hug, No baby. one's
0: around though. This is your opportunity. One, ask her if she's okay but not do too much because I don't know who she is.
1: No, I would embrace. Two, this take
0: character. a picture of her secretly and <gasps> upload it to social media. Oh my God! Three. Uh, Wait, you,
1: that's you. That is that is no. fuck. Yes, it is. That is fucking you. Three
0: is me. Ignore her. She's not my problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: No way. But you wouldn't post it on social media. You would send it to your friends, though. You would send it to, like, Imogen oh my and God, I. This
0: bitch is sobbing. You'd be like, like, oh my God,
1: run. I'm here. And this bitch is literally sobbing so hard. And, like, you would send us a picture. I wouldn't
0: post it. I'd send it to my close friends. Yeah, exactly.
1: Friends. But you, for sure. So
0: I feel like you would ask her if she's okay. I would
1: absolutely. I would literally give her, like, the this, this shirt off my back if she needed okay, it. Okay, I love
0: that. Four. Oh, there's a picture of you. But if it was
1: a man. Probably, no. I would think twice.
0: I'd take a picture.
1: Yeah. Four. <laughs> I'd be like, look at this punk ass. So dude. there's a girl
0: <laughs> you really, there's a girl you really don't like. She's, Why
1: is this all about girls? Go ahead. Just
0: go with it. Ugh. It was written by a teenager. All right. Four. So there's a girl you really don't like. Apparently the maker of this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> She's super annoying and follows you around everywhere. Okay, maybe. What should you do about her? <laughs> Sounds like you're going to take care of her. Um, One, try to nicely explain to her that you don't like clingy people and that you'd rather that you guys don't speak and hang out anymore. Yep. Two, let her keep doing it. No. No. Three, pretend to be her friend, but then ghost her.
1: No. (laughs) Uh, No, the first one, I like literally will be like, look. Okay. I need my space. I love that. I've literally told people that.
0: I need my space. Like, I,
1: I need I'm going to need you to give me space. There's
0: a question about a man now, so you'll be happy. Okay, thank you. There's a guy that your friend has a huge crush on.
1: Ew. But you
0: think he's pretty cute too, and you want to date him, so... (laughs) What should you do? One, text him a couple of times. Maybe just talk to him. Maybe ask him for homework. Two.
1: Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm not 16, but I will pretend I am.
0: Add him on all social medias and start talking to him. Ask him out, maybe. That's or three, leave him be, because my friend claimed him.
1: Oh, no, I would talk to him.
0: Yeah, you'd text him a couple of times, a couple ask times, him for the homework, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Because he would be interested in me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Six, your best friend has a new boyfriend, but he's just asking you for nudes.
1: <gasps> what I do would you text beat it, the fuck out of him. What do you text him. him
0: back? One, IDK, dot, dot, dot. Mm, no, thanks. Two, Hey, you're dating my best friend. I'm gonna screenshot this and tell her. Yeah. Three. I'll send them if you do. Or four. Leave him on red.
1: No, I would absolutely tell him. I would. I would try to. I. I might try to like dangle him like a piece of meat for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like try to get as much get out of shots. it. Get, I don't know if I would get the screenshots, but I would try and make him think that he had a shot for a second, and just to literally make his whole fucking world crash down if he tried that shit. Wait, I so I'm gonna would say, hey, you're dating my best friend. I'm gonna like, yeah, no.
0: Seven. Your birthday is coming up, and you want a specific present, and you kind of want your friends to buy it for you. So what do you tell them? One, talk to them, force them that you need them to buy you gifts. Mm, Two. Okay. Joke around about the thing you want, lol. Mm. Three, heavily drop hints that you want them to do it. That or four, one. not say anything.
1: Nah, I, would, I wouldn't joke around.
0: You'd heavily drop hints.
1: Yeah, I would just be like, oh, I'm really want... I wouldn't even heavily drop... Which one, which one is more so like, I'm like, this is what I want. I really want this. You can get it for my birthday. Like, I literally say that to George. I'm like, this is what I want for my birthday. Okay. So I guess heavily drop hints is the closest to that.
0: Yeah, that's what I picked. Okay. Eight. Your best guy friend just got a new girlfriend. Yay! How do you feel? One, be indifferent. I don't like or hate her. Two, try to become her friend. She seems cool. Three, tell your guy best friend to break up with her because you're a much better girlfriend. Or four, really jealous. This girl's annoying and I need to sabotage her. Well,
1: is she annoying? Because that's a big difference. I think she
0: is annoying. I'm going to go with she's annoying. Mm. So she's. you're really jealous. This girl's annoying and you need to sabotage her.
1: So one, I still, be indifferent. I still would try and get to know her first. I would still try and be her try friend. Try to become her
0: friend. She seems cool.
1: Okay, but then she's not annoying if she seems cool.
0: That's what you picked. So okay. you're obviously... That's what I'm saying. Like, she's, just, she can't be that annoying. You're choosing to see her as cool.
1: Yeah, but I have a very small time limit and time window of when I'm willing to do that. And once that time lin- limit or window is up, it's game That's when game you time.
0: sabotage.
1: That's when I sabotage. Nine. But I do mostly give people a chance.
0: Nine. Your athletic friend just won a track tournament.
1: Oh, wow. Good Why for her or him. I want to do that, but
0: that's good. Okay. They got first place. How do you oh. feel about that and what do you do? One. That's I hate that they got first place and I didn't. What? So I ignore them. Two, I am jealous that they are getting attention, but I'm nice anyway. No. Three, I'm really happy for them, and I congratulate them. That. Okay.
1: That one's really easy.
0: Ten, today an insecure girl in your class is wearing something different. She, She wears a tight pink ribbed crop top and skinny jeans
1: fuck yeah girl first of all well
0: let me repeat that tight pink ribbed crop top and skinny jeans and little brown bb's let's add probably
1: staring at her
0: she's showing some skin which she never does what do you say to her one oh my gosh i love your confidence in that outfit yep absolutely two i really like what you're wearing today it looks really good on you and i love the shirt too
1: Wait, what? That's the So stupid.
0: I guess it's just different what kind of ways. Like it's just like what kind of way would you say it? Okay. Three. It's cute, I guess. Three. Why is that shirt so tight and wrinkly? Honey, that color is so not your color. No, I'm just kidding, it's a joke lighting up.
1: Ew, uh, I fucking hate people like that. Yeah. Can you read the first two? Because now that I've heard the second one, the first one, if that I thought that was gonna be like the only nice mm-hmm. option. One, oh my gosh, say, I love
0: I your-, your confidence in that outfit. Two. <sighs> I really like what you're wearing today. It looks really good on you and I love your shirt.
1: I probably would choose the second one. Mm -hmm. I do feel like the first one is a bit condescending when you say I love your confidence confidence in that because it implies that you need confidence to wear something like that. However, I do think that that same thing could be reworded and it be a better compliment.
0: Eleven. Like you,
1: if I was like, I wish I had your fucking confidence, dude. Like you look bomb. You look fire.
0: You I look want what so you amazing. have. I want
1: what you have, dude. Eleven. Teach me your ways.
0: You have said a funny joke to your friend. Yeah, Dowdy. However, instead of laughing, she gets angry and starts to even tear up, accusing you of being mean. What do you say? That's happened before too many
1: times as I know a Gemini. It has. <laughs> 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 you think you're being
0: so here's the question you think you're being hilarious but you look over and your friend is crying and angry I
1: will one
0: lol i was just kidding it's just a joke lighten up sis you're a snowflake
1: no when people fucking say that to me it makes me actually violently Mm -hmm. like look up joke honey like i have a couple people in my life that say that i'm joking it was a joke i fucking laugh at my fist in your face yeah Okay, sorry.
0: So, one. LOL <laughs> Was kidding. Just a joke. Lighten up, Snowflake. No. <laughs> I cannot imagine you saying I, that. No, lighten I wouldn't, up Snowflake.
1: I fucking never.
0: <laughs> so, next time I, would, I see wouldn't... you sobbing, I'm going to say lighten up, Snowflake. No,
1: and, no, if you say this, it was a joke. <laughs> I was joking. That?
0: Ugh. It's so cringe to me. <laughs> That makes me actually so f- angry. To me, so that's angry. worse than the joke.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's worse
0: than the joke, to I would say rather you, were you
1: just literally spit I'd in my
0: rather face. you say, oh my god, sorry, I am so stupid. Two, yeah. <laughs> um, you started it, lol. What? So just, I guess, gaslight
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> that's something you would do.
0: Three, let's just get over this. It's in the past. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Four, okay, sorry. Five, I'm really sorry that hurt you. Can you explain why I made you angry? That one. That one. Shouldn't it be obvious? Um, um clearly
1: not. I was, I was trying oh.
0: To... Uh-oh. uh want to hear your results?
1: I'm 90% toxic.
0: <laughs> it says, smiley face, you're not toxic. Yay. You're good to go.
1: Aw. Is that it?
0: That's it. And that should wrap up today's show, everyone. I
1: want to do the quiz for you because I know you're toxic, I know but I'm we toxic don't need too, to. I know I'm toxic, but mean, we it's... don't need to know that. I mean, it's Officially. sixty minutes. We could get through it real quick. We
0: absolutely could not because there's no point in rehashing the past. All
1: right, well, it's you in know, the past. <laughs> you know who else is not toxic? non-toxic like washable markers our little supporters thank you all so much on this list who support our podcast each and every month we so appreciate it it means a lot we do these every week without fail it's been 144 weeks we hope that you're still with us and enjoying this or if you're new to the podcast thank you for joining if you would like to support you can go to anchor fm slash speaking of which and hit the support button you can support us for a dollar a month five dollars a month even ten dollars a month you can cancel it anytime uh and it really really helps us out so thank you so much to our supporters sarah n julie c anna m teresa d heather a Alyssa s rebecca pk lindsey m dominic b melanie w katherine l phil k jesse d david b and teresa d again i don't know why she's on there twice but we love you teresa thank y'all and all the rest of our non-toxic people
0: our double D. Our double Teresa
1: D. D. I love it. Um, thank you to Skylar for preparing this week's podcast and mm-hmm. all of the ones previous.
0: I'll save the How Gullible Are You quiz for me next time.
1: I don't think we need it. You're a Pisces Ascendant. You're literally the I most gullible to person. Know, I need know,
0: though, via the internet. I just
1: told you that a fucking demon scratched your walls and you. I know part of you actually believed that. So
0: So what if it did? <laughs>
1: We don't need to know, baby girl. (laughs) It's just a joke. I'm joking. It's just a joke, snowflake. I'm just joking.
0: But I know you weren't joking, and I know Demon did do that. (laughs) Okay, bye.